You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Father, thank you for every single listener. What an honor it is to speak into their lives and to be considered someone worthy of listening to. But I know, Father, that it's not me. I know that it's you. And I know that your children know the voice of the Good Shepherd. And so, Father, I thank you for using me today. I thank you for using my voice, for thinking through my mind, for speaking to your kids today what you want them to hear prophetically over the month of November. I thank you that you are such a good papa. You are such a good daddy. You are always thinking about us. We are always on your mind. Psalm 139 says that the thoughts about us are as numerous as the grain of sand. So, Father, that's a whole lot of thoughts. And so... I just ask today, Father, for just some of those thoughts. I just want to pull out of the out of your mind and out of your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit the thoughts that you want me to share today. So I pray, Father, that they would be encouraging and edifying, that you would answer questions, that you would uh, you know, give direction and wisdom, Father, through the words that I'm speaking today. I just completely yield my body as a living sacrifice. Yeah, just thank you, Father. Shalise is just leaving the building now. And I thank you that it's Jesus initially suits speaking to every single person. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for all of the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus. We could just go on and on. We could make this whole broadcast about Thanksgiving, uh, which, hey, November is the month of Thanksgiving. But I just know that we have so much to be grateful for. And that you are planning to even give us more to be grateful for in the month of November. You do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, all we think, anything we can dream, dare to dare to try and imagine God. You do exceedingly above all of those things according to the power that works in us, according to the power of Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I am happy to be here with you guys. It is Halloween today, and I'm a little bit, I'm a day early here for the word of the month for November, but it's snowing actually at my house, which is a little crazy, right? I mean, you just, I mean, the leaves are still beautiful, the grass is still green, but we have a little bit of snow coming down here uh, in Chicago, which is, I don't know, my kids are not going to like that for uh, their festivities tonight, but Anyway, I'm here and I am excited. I and, and I say I'm, ex- I'm excited to be with you, but if I'm honest, I'm a little bit freaked out that it's already November. I feel like 2023 was just like this on the screen, you know? Uh, and I can't, it's hard for me to believe that I've been with you. This will be my 11th word of the month, uh, you know? Uh, God had me start these words. He started to speaking, started speaking to me about doing these words of the month last December. And I did my first one in January. And so here we are in November and it's number 11. I've got one more right next month for 2023. And then, gosh, we'll have a whole new word of the year and a whole new word, you know, of of the month. But let me just quit stalling here and tell you what the word of the month for November is. It is a beautiful word. And I've actually had the chance to do a little bit of study around this word as I was going to be giving it to you uh, for November, but the word is trust. The word is trust. And I have a a foundation scripture for uh, this word of the month, and it's a very familiar foundation scripture. I have it written down here in one, two, three, I think four different versions here in my notes, but it's Proverbs 3, 
uh, five. I'm going to make sure that I got the, the reference right because you know, it's such a popular scripture. Uh, you know, I feel like I should know this off the top of my heart, but whenever you're sometimes on these broadcasts, it's like your whole brain just goes, what? So I just want to check it really quick. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5. I've got it right. So it's verse 5. Yeah, verse 5. I think I go and read a little bit in verse 6 in one of these versions here, but let's put it in context. So the word of the month for November is trust. Here's what, you know, here's just the, the normal King James NIV version. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. You know, I don't know how many of you have taken time with this scripture or if this is scripture the Lord has spoken to you or brought you to over and over again. But I know that this is a scripture that God has brought me to over and over again. And this concept of trusting in the Lord and not leaning on our own understanding is a very, very powerful concept. And, you know, as we were coming into November, I just feel like, this is the context of what he's speaking this into. You know, when I think of the word, like tr when, when God tells me to trust him, you know, sometimes when that word trust comes in, it's like I almost expect something negative or something that's going to surprise me or something that I'm not going to be prepared for that I'm going to need to trust the Lord as I go through, you know? So it's almost like when I hear God say, trust me, there's a little bit almost of a negative connotation with that. And now granted, I may be the only one that feels this way, but I feel led to share that with you as a backdrop because this month, I actually feel that part of the word to trust God is to come out of that expectation of only having to trust God when, you know, you can't handle things yourself <laughs> or only having to trust God in the middle of uncertainty or walking through something that's difficult. I felt like this was a challenge really of what it even means to really trust the Lord and that it's a whole nother way of living actually. Uh, I'm going to read it in a different uh, translation. I'm going to read Proverbs 3, 5 in the message translation. And here's what it says. Don't you love the message translation? It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one that will keep you on track. So isn't that a beautiful translation of Proverbs 3, 5? I, 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 I'm so familiar with the normal version of Proverbs 3, 5. The reason that I didn't know if it was the NIV or the King James Version and I didn't have the scripture reference is because I wrote it down in my notes without referencing anything. I just spit it out. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will he will direct your paths. Like I, it's in me. That scripture is in me. I mean, I have really, I mean, I feel like I have taught that scripture as a way to be led by the spirit. You know, I have said this I've taught this thing about just acknowledging the Lord and I'll, I'll share it here again in case you've never heard it. And in the context of that is we do these sessions. If you've never done a session with us called a rapid mind renewal session, you should totally do a few. They're amazing. They're two hour facilitated encounters with God and it, it just facilitates supernatural mind renewal. 
right? I mean, what is supernatural mind real? It's literally where your neural pathways are rewired by God. Like he goes back into where a lie was imprinted in your, in your past and where you believed a lie and it became a stronghold and he supernaturally shows up in an encounter with you in that memory, reach, you know, totally transforms that experience. And it's like, you can't even remember it the same anymore. Like there's a brand new belief that gets installed. So anyway, super cool. You should totally do one. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because when we are in those sessions and I certify people to actually lead those sessions, it's a whole thing. Um, it's part of our Emerge Graduate Program. Like it's, it's a whole thing to get certified. Like it's a nine month process to learn how to do these, these sessions. But when I'm training our facilitators, it's really important that they understand that they're not leading the session that Jesus is the counselor, that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father are the ones that are actually doing the work in those sessions. And there is a level of dependency that is required in those sessions, not just for the person that is doing the session, but for the person that is sitting in the chair, for the person that's receiving the ministry. In fact, when you're going, doing these sessions, a lot of times you, you, you don't even kind of know where the God's leading you. Like he'll give you a word. He'll give you a, a, a sense of direction, but you, you really don't. It, it, I mean, a lot of times people that are in the, you know, receiving the ministry is like, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't know if that's God, but our facilitators are trained to kind of, you know, help navigate through that and lead you into these incredible, profound experiences with God. But there is a way of being when we are in these rapid mind renewal sessions, RMR sessions. And I actually use it a lot in my coaching and with my students and stuff. I say because we are so dependent upon God. Like we receive something from God and we just kind of acknowledge, okay, Holy Spirit, yes, we got that. What, what else do you want us to see? What else do you want us to know? <clears throat> and so it's this place of utter, like total dependency for two hours. <clears throat> Excuse me. In fact... Just coming to a place where you're totally dependent on God for two hours is worth the price of admission. Because most of us, if we are really honest, are not totally leaning on God, right? We're leaning on our own understanding. And I think it's really interesting in how this verse is comparing and contrasting, you know, trust in God and then your own understanding. In the message, it says, trust in God and, you know, don't try to figure everything out. So there's something about trusting God and being led by God and getting out of our own mind and our own uh, control of our guiding system, that is very, very powerful. It's a very powerful concept here. And I talk about that. I I've talked about this scripture for a long time. And like whenever you are wanting direction from God, you simply acknowledge what the last instruction was. It's kind of like, you know, communicating to an astronaut, you know up in space somewhere, you know, like, you know, th three degrees left. And they're like, three degrees left, acknowledge, right? Or 10-4, whatever it is they say. I don't think you truck or talk. But the point is, is that you acknowledge. You say, okay, Holy Spirit, I've got that. You know, what else do you want to show me? And you can't judge it. You can't judge it. Like in Jeremiah, you know, Jeremiah starts out with a vision and he's at a tree. And he's just like, so I looked again and I looked again. And it kept opening up until he ends up in heaven. And so there's this, this, progressive nature of communication with God and, and learning to acknowledge what he said and acknowledge the revelation that he's given you will open up more. And so, you know, that's kind of a side note on, on this whole thing about trust. But because this scripture is our foundation scripture, I kind of want to give you a little bit of background and a little bit of backstory about my history with this scripture so that you can understand the direction that I feel like God is taking us 
for the month of November. So like I said, most of the time, and again, I may be the only one, I doubt that I am, but I may be the only one that when God gives me the instruction to trust him, okay, I'm thinking, okay, we're going through something that I'm not going to be able to be, I'm not going to be able to control. Like I'm going to be, there's some uncertainty in this. This is maybe going to be difficult. And frankly, it, 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 you know, it's like the thing that you're just like, I don't know about you, but I'm a former control freak. You know, I say former, I don't know, let the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, see if that's true or not. But, um, you know, I'm one of these people that I grew up with a lot of chaos. I grew up with a lot of things that were out of my control. I grew up with parents that weren't in self-control. And so control for me, and that could look like just having to have a, <clears throat> an immaculate house in order to be peaceful. I mean, I just, I, I can outward order and, and uh, a certainty was something that I craved and it's something that I began to establish for myself coming out of that, you know? So for me, trusting in God, you know, always, you know, just meant, okay, I'm going to have to trust God during the middle of this uncertainty. And I'm not saying that that's not what God's talking about in November, but I'm saying it's deeper than that. Uh, It's deeper in the sense that God is wanting us to come out of thinking independently from him. Whoa, let that sit for a second. You know, he's really coming after, and I I really have this picture in my mind right now of like a cowboy (laughs) lassoing, you know what I mean? Like the steer, you know, coming after it with the lasso. And it's like he's lassoing our minds, lassoing our thoughts, lassoing our figure-outers, you know, that part of us that just needs a solution and will, you know, our minds will just go over and over and over a problem looking for a solution. Uh, We are just trying to figure a way of escape out. We're trying to figure out a solution. We're trying to figure out all kinds of things, right? What is wrong with us? What's wrong with our kids? Where we went wrong with this? How we're going to, you know, how we're going to pay the bills? Uh, Where we're going to go? You know, like we're just, I think that we have a real addiction to figuring things out. And that addiction comes out of the illusion of separation from God. It comes out of this independence, this lack of dependence upon God. We've learned to be independent. In fact, that's been celebrated. It's celebrated. I mean, here in the Western world, right? It's celebrated like independence, Independence Day. Whoa, right? We're independent. (laughs) And I'm not saying that freedom is not a great thing, but Of course, freedom is a great thing. Jesus is free, then, you know, freedom is everything. But but freedom does not equal independence from God. Freedom equals dependence upon God, meaning that we're coming back into this place of union with God where there is, even though there's like this separateness and this distinction you know, in the Trinity, there's also this mutual submission and this glorious unity. And when I say unity, I mean harmony and agreement and this oneness. And so with this mystery of, 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 of mutual submission, this mutual beauty of dependence, you know, the Trinity depending upon God and depending on Jesus, but yet also very distinct 
They're distinctly different, right? They didn't lose. They didn't become, they're the same, but different. I mean, again, I don't know how, how, how do you explain that? But, but there's this dance, there's this beautiful place in trusting God where we aren't leaning on our own understanding. We aren't, it says here in the Amplified again, figuring, trying to figure everything out on our own. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't say that we don't have an under our own understanding. It doesn't say that we aren't, you know, that we are to fit, we aren't to figure it out. It says that we are not to do it alone, that we're not to lean on our own understanding. We're not to trust in our own thoughts about the matter that we we should we can't judge a situation apart from the spirit of truth we can't figure things out apart from the mind of Christ so there is this aspect of trusting God that is this togetherness and it is this uh, security as well um, let me read the definition of trust because I looked it up um, before I get too far into this okay it says this that uh, the Hebrew word for it, which of course is what was in Proverbs 3, is batach. And I can't do my very good, but you get it. Batach. Okay. <laughs> um, that's my Jewish, uh, my Jewish lesson for today. Uh, but it means to hide for refuge. It means to trust, obviously, uh, to be confident or sure, to be bold, confident, secure, to put confidence in, to make to hope, to make to trust, to put trust in, okay? And I put it in this scripture just to give maybe some context of what it means. So I'm sure you know the scripture from Philippians 1.6. This is the NIV version. It says, be confident of this. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Philippians 1.6 NIV. But when you look at some of the other translations, they translate be confident of this a couple different words a couple different a couple different ways and i really felt like it's a, a good picture of what trust is it says i am certain that god okay well who began to be good work in you but i am certain that god okay was in the context of trust i'm confident of this i'm confident i'm certain that god okay i am sure of this is another translation being persuaded of this very thing is another translation. I am convinced and confident. Okay. I possess an inward certainty. Okay. Aren't those beautiful, the beautiful ways to describe what trust is? That you're certain that God, fill in the blank, right? That I am sure of this, that God is fill in the blank. I am fully persuaded or being persuaded about this very thing. Like I am trusting in it because I'm fully persuaded. I'm, I'm completely persuaded about it. I am completely convinced and I'm confident. Like I, the thing that just came to me when I said that was I am fully convinced and I am confident in the goodness of God. Like I trust in the goodness of God. In fact, so much so that if I hear something that is, that is contrary to what would, what is just obviously good, <laughs> that I, I distrust it. I distrust that theological stance. I detrust that doctrine. Like the goodness of God is a foundational thing for me. And I believe that I trust in it. Now, do I trust it in every area of my life? Well, you know, God can be the judge of that. But this word trust for November is expanding this ability in our lives to trust in God, to be confident in God, 
to be certain, to be certain about God, to be persuaded and convinced about God. And in a way that we are unmovable, that we are unshakable. Yes, in uncertain times, but you know, there's a scripture that, that David said that, you know, he was, he was sure about a lot of things. In fact, I felt like one of the things that we should do this month is that we should go into some of the Psalms and read them like in the trans, the passion translation or read them in the message translation, read them in a translation that makes them feel more poetic because in the Hebrew, that's the way they were designed to be. They were designed as music and songs and there's their poetry. I mean, David was a psalmist. He was a poet. He was a songwriter. And so sometimes in those mechanical or even old, you know, English uh, translations, it just loses it. It loses that beauty it, that's in, I feel like, the capture of Brian Simmons' translation in the Passion Translation or in the Message Translation. But, it, you know, if, if you just go into a concordance and you start to just say, you know, put in the word trust, right? The word batach in there, you're going to see, like, there's a ton of times in Psalms that it comes up. And so I encourage you to really look at the kind of trust that David had in the Lord. I mean, here he was not even a new covenant person. You know, I mean, he didn't understand, didn't have the cross, didn't have new creation, didn't have any of these things, but he had this intimacy with God. And, you know, let me just say this too. Whenever you read the Psalms, recognize that as much as the great things that David had, we still have more, right? And when you read about the old covenant, him always, you know, David was always in a war. He was always about enemies. Like those things that he was, you know, talking about with God, you know, Jesus was really the crucifixion of a warrior God. So you just have to put some of those things in context when you're reading the Psalms. That's just kind of my disclaimer for that. Like you have to read the Psalms through a new covenant lens. But the purpose of reading the Psalms in November is really to gain this beautiful, um, rounded, uh, full understanding of what it means to trust in the Lord and not lean on your own understanding, but to make him your refuge, to make him your strength, to make him your source, to, to make him your partner, to make him, when I say your partner, your spouse, to make him uh, your best friend, to make him your counselor, to make him the one that you are reasoning together, that you are uh, not just figuring things out on your own, but you're 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 learning. You're you're, you're like you're, you're not a Martha, but you're a Mary, and you're sitting with the Lord, and you're allowing Him to teach you what He wants you to teach you. Whether that's taking you through the Scriptures, whether that's having you read a particular book that He's bringing across your path, whether that is listening to a podcast or watching something on YouTube or a sermon or whatever that God, you know that Holy Spirit is on it. You know it. It's like there's a there's a synchronicity in it. It's like you're having this ongoing conversation with God that is he's just picking up in the different things that he's leading you to. I mean, you'll go to a billboard, it'll say it. You'll you'll just start to see it everywhere because God loves you and God is teaching you and God is having a conversation with you and he is wanting to get your understanding on page with his understanding. You know, your thoughts, <clears throat> his thoughts are not your thoughts and his ways are higher than your ways. And, and, but, but we have access to the mind of Christ. And so this reasoning, this under, this, this place of, you know, definitely not figuring out on your own, but really leaning on the Lord and acknowledging God in the middle of everything, not just when you have a problem, 
but you know, just in every, every area, every decision that you make. Let me read another translation of this. So the Passion Translation says it this way. It says, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. So isn't that, again, a beautiful translation of that scripture? Again, it just kind of broadens a little bit and it's just like, okay, how many of you know we've got opinions about everything? And here, the Passion Translation is saying that when we're trusting in the Lord, we're just not relying on our own opinions and we're really trusting God to guide us and trusting him to lead us in the decisions we make. I mean, I read a really interesting book. Uh, I'm reading an interesting book right now that was written by a Mormon. And you may think, oh my gosh, Elise, what are you re doing reading a book by the Mormon, by a Mormon? Like you're going to get deceived. Like anytime, I mean, you know how many times people in my life have told me that I'm going to get deceived by doing what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. Um, and I'm still here and I'm still preaching the gospel. And you know what? I'm sure on something I am deceived, but so is everybody else. But my point is, is that I didn't get deceived by reading things and 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 challenging things and and just being afraid to open up my mind, you know, to different lines of thinking than my own opinion and my own little narrow-minded education and culture. And so, but what's interesting about this is, I mean, it's going to mess with, you know, it messes with my theology. It messes with, our, that's one of the reasons why I feel like God does get me out of the box is because he wants to mess with my theology. And, you know, because there's this beautiful point in this, in this, it, this person is a doctor. It's a, it's a, do, a Mormon doctor. And it, there's a point in the, in the book. And again, many Christians would say like, oh, Mormons are, you know, I, man, I just need to walk through this, I guess. But they would just not even consider that a Mormon could hear from God, right? Like they're in a cult, they're deceived, they're heretics, they're going to hell, like check, 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 check. You know, but you, I'm reading this book because the Holy Spirit led me to that, this book. And I know one for a fact that the Holy Spirit is in totally enthralled and in loved with this doctor and is using this doctor to do something phenomenal in the world. And this doctor has a sensitivity to hearing the voice of God. And it's a divine call, obviously, because he shares what's happened to him, the dreams that he's had, the things that he's had, the gifts of the spirit that he's operating in. I mean, I, I again, my grid for this, I, I, I'm just putting it out there because I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm being led by the spirit and having a conversation with God and having a dismantling of independence happening in my life because the God is leading and guiding us. And it says, and he will lead you in every decision that you make. And I'm sharing that to say he's leading this person who we would say, you know what I mean? Like doesn't even have, I mean, some, some fundamentalists would say you can't even hear God unless you believe in Jesus, you know? Uh, and I don't know where you sit on all of that, but I've been around ministry. I've been around people. I've been around, oh gosh, when I wasn't following God, <laughs> And I can tell you God was talking to me. So why, why am I sharing that? I'm saying that God is going to be challenging us in the month of November too. He's going to be challenging our understanding. He's broadening our horizons. He's He's coming after narrow-minded ways of thinking. And he's also wanting us to just operate in a different level of thinking because he wants us to take us into things that we've never done before, that we are not experts at, that um, it's our first time at, you know, I, I you know, it, that we just don't have 
Maybe we don't feel confident to do. We don't have the experience to do. But God's calling us into these things because we're anointed to do them. And God's anointing is going to show up as we do them. And I mean, I have so many examples in my life where that has happened. I mean, even when I filmed Emerge, you know what I mean? That was my first time behind a camera, really. I mean, we weren't really doing, you know, I mean, I'm thinking about that in 2015. I mean, maybe I was doing a few webinars here and there. I don't even remember the technology we used because we didn't have Zoom. And I, I don't even know what we were doing. It was a labyrinth. I had to have a camera crew there. Um, but anyway, I, I didn't spend much time behind the camera. And man, here I was spending, you know, hours and days and days behind the camera filming the school. And when they turned that camera on, I knew it was called to do it. But let me tell you, I felt like an alien. I felt like an alien, it, it, weird, you know. But the student, the moment they turned that camera on <clears throat> and I started speaking, it was literally like I've been doing it my whole life. And I remember sitting there thinking, wow, I like should have been a weather girl. <laughs> like that was my thoughts. <laughs> so silly. But I was thinking, man, like I could have been a weather girl on television. <laughs> I'm so comfortable <laughs> behind the camera. But, you know, even though it was my first time, there was an anointing. There was a gift. There was something there that I had not explored, that I had not stepped into before. And so there's an aspect of this word that has to do with, you know, not just trusting God in uncertain times and thinking, oh, I got to trust him for to this to work out. And I don't know how this is going to work out. He's telling me not to worry, just to trust him. No, he's telling us to trust him in, uh, to go into new things, to go into, to do things that maybe don't make sense for us in our own minds to do, to, to go, to do things that maybe in our own opinion, we're not qualified to do, you know? And I just really, those, you know, three translations of this scripture, I encourage you, write them in your journal too, because they they are power packed. They These are the kind of things that every time you read them, it's like the Holy Spirit highlights a different word. Like, um, you know, trust, of course, is highlighted to me, but there's something about heart. Now that I'm looking at them side by side, I'm like, okay, with trust in the Lord with all your heart, from the bottom of your heart, you know, with all of your heart. Don't lead on your, with all of your heart, rely on him. You know, so there's something about not being half-hearted. You know, there's something about not being double-minded in that. And so just spending some time in these scriptures, I'm telling you, God is on this. There's something on this. There is this freedom from independence that is on this. There's this invitation into intimacy in these scriptures. In fact, in the Passion Translation, you keep reading into verse six, here's what it says. It says, become intimate with him in whatever you do. And he will lead you wherever you go. Let me say it again. Become intimate with him in whatever you do. And he will lead you wherever you go. It says this first. This is really good. It says, don't think for a moment you know it all. (laughs) How many people know people that think they know it all? Oh my gosh. How many times do we get on Facebook on a daily basis and see Christians acting like they know it all? It drives me crazy. Okay. But maybe it takes a know-it-all to know that they don't know it all. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I'm just being silly. The point is, don't think for a moment that you don't know it all. Wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. And then you will find healing and refreshment for your body and your spirit that you long for. But I love this part. It says, become intimate with him. So for the month of November, you guys, this is a month of intimacy. This is a month of trusting God. This is a month of having conversations with God. 
intimate, confiding in God. God is so trustworthy. We can confide in him. He knows everything that we're thinking before we think it. It's not like, you know, we have to sit there and try to explain ourselves. I mean, in fact, God has to explain us to us. <laughs> so there is a level of intimacy and a level of understanding that God and we can have, that we can have with God just because of how known we are and how understood we are and how accepted and loved we are and how safe we are with God and how secure we are with God, you know? And so this month is really an invitation into this greater trust of where God's leading you, the decisions that you're making, uh, of God's opinion about you instead of your own opinion and, and your God's opinion about others, just God's opinions like, whoa, what in the world is God's opinion about this? Like, this is amazing. This is like, can you imagine you guys that we can get God's opinion on things and that we don't have to lean on our own? Like, oh my goodness. What do you think about that, Papa? What do you think about that Holy Spirit? What is in your heart about that? You know, I'm going to trust you to lead me. And, and if you do say, just trust me or you wait, well, I'm going to, I'm going to wait with you. And so let's engage in something. Let's learn something. Let's teach me something while we're waiting. Like, let's just make intimacy the goal. You know, I, I want to trust you and I fix my truster, <laughs> fix my truster, God, in ways that I don't trust you. I think all of these thoughts are ways that I'm using to, to, to hopefully explain what I hear God speaking over November. Now, as we wrap, I really want to encourage those of you that are listening or watching that have not enrolled in Elevate to head on over to my website and go under programs and go check out Elevate and, and sign up. Okay. It's a great way to partner with my ministry. Uh, instead of just giving donations, you can grab, you know, monthly coaching and teachings. And it's just, it's like a partnership, a way to partner with me in the gospel and, and get fed at the same time. But this month's theme for Elevate is called I Am His. And it is going to be a month of intimate ex exploration with God. And it, it, it totally piggybacks off on what I've been hearing God for November. And it is going to be, I've, I just really believe, a beautiful opportunity for you to do some, to really meditate uh, intimacy uh, with on intimacy with the Lord and come into this greater place of understanding that you belong to him and that he belongs to you and that there is this beautiful union triune dance and God wants you to feel secure. He wants you to feel known and understood and perfectly and unconditionally loved that he is not keeping a record of wrongs. He's not sin conscious, which is what we've been teaching on the, in the podcast, regular podcast, but that, that you can confide in him. You can come into the light. He's never going to shame you. I mean, I have so many thoughts about what we're going to be, you know, going over. And that teaching is going to be live tomorrow for Elevate members uh, in the Elevate uh, Facebook, Facebook group. And so there's time, there's time. And it, I, gosh, even if you don't catch it live tomorrow, like there's, there's access to that teaching all month, as well as mirror cards, which are meditation cards. There's um, an awakening meditation recording that I do for you. There's a prayer that I've recorded that I just speak over you. That's that I, you know, I'm speaking an impartation of greater intimacy and I really believe that it's an impartation when I pray for you. And I love being able to pray for you. What an honor. And so as we're wrapping up today, I just thought I would say, hey, go check it out. It's over on Shalise.com. 
Uh, you can sign up. It's $100 a month, um, which is a great way to invest in yourself, a great way to invest in the ministry here. Uh, sow a seed and reap a harvest, you know, sow a material seed and reap a spiritual harvest, which is absolutely scriptural. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to wrap up with that because this, this idea of trust and intimacy with God is something that we cultivate. So do some homework this month. Uh, go in into the Psalms. Go and do a deep dive into this word trust. Take your journal out and write down the this Proverbs 3, 5 scripture with, you know, in multiple translations. And, you know, prayerfully consider jumping with me into Elevate. We do a, we'll do a live coaching. I think it's on the 17th this month. I don't know if I have the date right, but join and you'll figure it out. Um, and the last thing that I want to say before we wrap up today is this is what the Lord also said to me. He said, don't forget to pray in tongues and interpret. Uh, the Holy Spirit is always with you, speaking the wisdom that you need at any moment. Trust in that. And it will cause you to be spiritually minded and for you to find life and peace. So I wrote that down and I wanted to remember to say that to you guys. Why? Because... We have access to the wisdom of God and we can prime the pump in our conversations with God as we're figuring, as we're reasoning through things together and we're not leaning on our own understanding, but we're giving voice to the wisdom of God. How? By praying in the spirit. You have the wisdom of God within you and the Holy Spirit is the one that, you know, eyes not seen, ears not heard, nor is it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but they are revealed right? By the Holy Spirit. So praying in tongues is a way to connect to your spirit and a way to actually speak wisdom into existence. And then praying for the interpretation is, you know, the interpretation is the same way that you hear God. It's not like some special hearing. It's just the same way. You just begin to journal. It's not a, it's not a word for word translation. It's an interpretation. It's an impression. And so you can begin to journal the things that you're, 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 you're praying as you're praying in the spirit. Now, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, Episode 63 of my podcast is where to go for that. Uh, and if you want to get coached in a really simple way, then check out Elevate and we can talk more about any of these topics uh, there in our monthly coaching call. And then always, if you're interested in working with me to discover your purpose and hear God clearly about that and launch into your purpose, well, then Emerge is available for you. But regardless, guys, uh, I love you. And I am excited for November. I feel like it's really going to be a month of greater intimacy with God and learning and being led into things that we get, we have to trust God for. We have to trust God. I mean, God is leading us, I think, in many times into a battle that there are giants, right? There, there's things that are bigger than us. At least they're giants in our minds, right? They're not God, they're not giants to God. They're not, you know, all things are possible, right? But, you know, he's going to be leading us into things that seem too big for us, too hard for us, that we're not qualified to do, and that we're going to need to trust God to provide. We're going to need to trust God for the wisdom that we need. We're going to need to trust God for the guidance and, 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 uh, the assistance to get out of our own heads and, and, and not just lean on our own uh, opinions, you know, but actually seek him and get get his word about 
the direction that we're to go and the decisions that we're going to make. So, and, and he's going to cause us to make some decisions that, you know, may not seem wise in our own eyes. They may not seem wise in the, in the uh, world, you know, it may not seem wise not to, you know, elect to do that surgery, or it may not seem wise to step out and invest in that or uh, say yes to this uh, financially. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just may not seem wise, it, but it's the wisdom of God. It's, it's what God is leading us to do. So God bless you. It's going to be a wonderful uh, month of Jesus talks and uh, Holy Spirit walks and Papa hugs and kisses and intimate knowledge, intimate knowledge and coming out of independence. So God bless you. I love you guys. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.